Greetings, fans. Welcome to another edition of Shy Lounge. I am your host, Shinblade, and I want you to sit on down, relax, because I have a lot to let go on this episode of Shy Lounge. First of all, uh, I want to say thank you to uh, NYWC Wrestling out of Long Island, New York. I was recently there uh, this past weekend for a show. Um, it's part of the crazy story, though, but... I'm saying thank you to them to, for extending their hospitality, them at the roster, uh, one of the owners, Shane O'Neill. So I just wanted to put that out at first. Um, I have, I, I have watched the, uh, recent, uh, WWE pay-per-view payback, uh, as far as I've been mentioned on the totally over podcast, uh, with Eric Reese and Joe Farrar. So, uh, if you're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, just, uh, go over to Totally Over Podcast, uh, episode number 38. It just, uh, been released. So they mentioned my name up there. I haven't heard the episode yet, but after, uh, creating this episode, I will just to see what point do they do say it or, you know, whatever points I did, uh, go back and forth with them on Twitter. It wasn't bad. It was all good. Um, I think mainly because of the uh, House of Horrors match with Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt, because that match, uh, a, lo- a lot of us were waiting to see what was going to happen in that match or what the match contains. And it turned out to be uh, over like a lead balloon. I mean, I-, I was on Twitter for a while and I kept tweeting about it. I said it was a fight from a, a bad DVD movie, uh, like a straight to DVD movie. Like the Fifty Cents movies I used to watch and MMA movies, um, yeah, it it's uh, this generation's Hollywood backlight brawl that was from '96 from WrestleMania 12. But however, I had got a picture from um, a friend of a friend on Facebook, which had uh, Dixie Carter photoshopped into it, and that got a lot of uh, retweets and likes. So I was really thankful that people saw the poster and laughed and interacted with it. Uh, I don't have the names of who I was going, uh, who I was talking to, but maybe after this interview, this slightly strange interview, um, I will get those names and I will uh, say it at the end of the show. But anyway, back to uh, New York City, uh, New York County. I love going to New York. Um, I enjoy a lot of, of time there. Um, cause mostly I just run to these shows. I, I really don't jo- enjoy New York as far as touring or whatever. So I gotta take a weekend off to do it. Um, I still haven't seen the Brooklyn bridge, which is crazy. Um, so shout out to tier one wrestling, uh, battle club pro, which I'll be at the show this weekend, May 6th. Um, warriors of wrestling, uh, Bree combination wrestling. And also what I just mentioned before, NYWC wrestling in long Island, all right, let me get to this story. So last week I spent a uh, weekend in New York City, um, going to about five five different shows, uh, you know, all over the Queens Brooklyn area. And I remember uh, just getting into New York around about six six thirty, and I had to run over to uh, Bree Combination Wrestling in uh, Queens, New York. Uh, I just made there the opening bell. Uh, crazy uh, af- afternoon uh, rush hour New York New York traffic, you know, going to subways and whatnot. And it's also even crazier going through subways when you have a suitcase. It looks like you, it's look like you're almost homeless and moving. But no, it wasn't that the case. It was just the fact that I have not settled in. So anyway, 
<clears throat> Excuse me. I went to Bree Combination Wrestling, said hello to everybody in the locker room. Um, of course, the head of security guy thought I was a wrestler, so I couldn't go in the front door, so I went in the back. So it was great. I, I took it as a uh, as a win, sort of. So I greeted everybody. Uh, a lot of people know who I am. Uh, Dan Moff, uh, my friend uh, Hitman for Hire, Mr. Grimm, and his new uh, manager slash valet. And uh, the show had started, and this guy bumped into me, and he said, oh, man, you're Shinblade. I said, yes, uh, thank you. Uh, what's your name? He told me your name is Shane, and he heard the interview with uh, Vinny DeGuido. Uh, shout out to Vinny DeGuido in Long Island. Crazy guy, if you ever heard the interview. Uh, I think that was like two episodes ago, two or three episodes. So if you get a chance to listen to that interview and it's for uh, mature ears only. So he says, uh, yes, I'm the owner of NYWC and, you know, it'd be nice if you come out and see our show. I said, well, thank you very much. I'll, I'll check the next show. Unbeknownst to me, the show was next week. So there was no rest period for me. So. Um, after telling people I was going to Russell Pro, I decided to make a change in plans and go to NYWC in Long Island because uh, I wanted to see what the show's like, see what their venue and their uh, fans and, and everything of that nature. So I made a change and went to New York. I had an uh, Airbnb in uh, Rockaway Beach, Queens. So uh, very, very beautiful place, very serene, away from the New York noise and the uh everything that goes with it. So I ended up doing that. Um, I went out there to check in. Uh, I wanted to go to Long Island straight, but I went out there to check in and make sure everything was good. And it was a nice place right next to the beach. Um, you know, cause I love the beach. I haven't been to the beach in like so long. So um, I checked in and, you know, the guy, who who ran the place he uh him and i we were talking we got to the point where we talked a little too much i don't blame him and i ended up uh having to take the long island to uh i think it was deer park so by the time i got to the uh, long island uh, railroad i was about two three minutes too late and i missed my train to uh, deer park so i had to wait around for about an hour I went to two bodegas. Uh, for those who don't know, those are like convenience stores in New York, but he also served hot food, deli, and everything. So the first one I went to, uh, they didn't have anything. They had nothing. They had turkey. They had <laughs> no. They had no beef or nothing like that. So it. They also had no cheese, but American cheese, which I always say is fake because you know it's processed. So I went to another one and I was so exhausted. The guy saw me and looked at me and said, oh, man, you look like you had a hard day. And I'm just looking at him like, oh, you don't have no you have no idea. So the next hour the train comes, I make it to Deer Park, I catch an Uber to the uh, NYWC Sportatorium and the Uber didn't know where it was. It lost its way. So by the time I got there, I was three matches in. I couldn't do anything. Shane still welcomed me in open arms and the other two owners who I forgot their names uh, they, they shook my hand and said, you know, you're welcome to, uh, to come here as much as you can. So I, I, myself, uh, when it comes to going to wrestling shows, I don't like being late. I don't like being there after the opening bell. Um, 
I'm one of those guys who want to be there on time. And my my mantra is before time is on time. So I like to be there at least about 30 minutes to an hour, get acquainted with people, see the, uh, who's wrestling and, you know, make sure my reports are there. And if I have an interview, I come there extra early. No problem, because everybody's exhausted in the end of the night, and very few people are up for interviews on Shy Lounge, because I usually give a 20, and uh, that'd be it, or whatever have you, whoever is up up for having fun, okay? So, that ended up happening. I didn't even get back to my place in uh, Rockaway, which is about an hour away, until about 1, 2 in the morning, and uh, I wanted to make the uh i wanted to do the idea of waking up while the sun rose about 6 7 a.m but sadly from a 82 degree day it was 60 degrees so i said screw that (laughs) and slept then and i just took a walk sunday morning and i took pictures which is on my instagram sensational one and that was that was basically it i did go to kiff both days and uh, shout out to my man, Evan Ginsburg. He says that if I keep going back there, I'm going to be 300 pounds. Well, my friend Evan doesn't know how much I walk every day and how much with the exercises, whether I go to the gym or not. Um, so, you know, I, I do keep a fit shape, uh, whether I like it or not. <laughs> so 300, 400 pounds will not, will, I don't, I wouldn't say never, but I don't think it will happen if I just keep moving like that. But speaking of Evan Ginsburg, uh, I did do a, uh, radio show interview that was also done via Skype. So I posted that uh, video on YouTube and also posted a snippet on Instagram and on Twitter for anybody who wants to see it. So we'll be on Facebook in about a matter of 24 hours. Don't uh, time this interview when you listen to it. Um, But it was very good with Chris Michaels, Chris uh, Animo. I think I said that right. Um, Talking about ins and outs of wrestling then and now. So so, uh, check that one out. But let's get into this interview. Also, not only with interview, the subject of this interview is also the musical guest. And that would be none other than former WWE Tag Team Champion Paul London and current Lucha Underground star Paul London. For those who uh, don't know Paul London, he's he and Brian Kendrick, the hooligans, in my in my view, are the longest reigning WWE SmackDown tag team champions of all time. Um, I don't know with the integration of the new belt or whatever, but um, they said their reign was uh, broken by New Day, but that was more of a, uh, that was more of a, not a split brand, but of a together brand when WWE was one. So I really don't count that. New Day is, are the longest tag team champions beating Demolition. And London and Kendrick, uh, they're the longest uh, SmackDown WWE Tag Team Champions. But anyway, he's also a former Cruiserweight Champion. And a random fact about Paul London is that he was the random uh, plant fan that got punched in the face by Ric Flair during the feud with Undertaker in 2002. So if you ever look at that uh, promo for WrestleMania X8, Ric Flair versus Undertaker, when Ric Flair... uh, you know, cocks up and hits the Undertaker. Undertaker ducks and hits the fan. That was Paul London. Uh, he's also known for the Please Don't Die chants and Ring of Honor, which a, a friend of mine back in the day told me because I, di- I didn't have the access to Ring of Honor. And also, he's also influ- 
infamously known for the 2005 Royal Rumble, one of the wildest eliminations ever by by Gene Snitsky, where he took the clothesline and he flipped into the uh, into the floor. So that's one of the most craziest eliminations from the Royal Rumble that ever was. So anyway, um, oh, Lucha Underground. I forgot about that. I'm a fan of Lucha Underground. I should be saying that at first. He is currently on Lucha Underground as far as uh, a trios team called the Rabbit Tribe with Mala Suerte and Saltador. Uh, it's a crazy psychedelic uh, take on Alice in Wonderland. So, you know, I see him as the White Rabbit. The White Rabbit with uh, a Freddie Mercury jumpsuit, crazy glasses, a hat. And uh, a cod piece. Uh, I'll let you look that one up. Yeah, I, I don't want to say it on the show. So anyway, uh, that's my interview uh, for this episode. Uh, many thanks for, to Warriors of Wrestling for providing this interview. And also Richie DeGregorio, if I said his name right. Uh, usually I call him RDP because he's, he's one of those uh, guys who bring guys in. Uh, uh, they call them money marks in the business, but I know there's got to be a better name for that. But anyway, uh, he's also the musical guest of this episode, and he sings a song from the 80s because he sings his own theme song. And the theme song is not originally his. It's just a theme song that he uses, but he sings it on the way to the ring in indie promotions. And the song comes from a, from a 1986 film called Never Too Young to Die. And obviously, this song is called Never Too Young to Die. Uh is from the movie, uh, like I said, Never Too Young to Die in 1986, starring John Stamos, the recently deceased Vanity, Gene Simmons, and Robert England, who's popular for portraying Freddy Krueger uh, back in the day on Nightmare on Elm Street. So, um, you know, just for myself not to get sued here, this is sung by Paul London. This is a track that I took from YouTube, uh, him singing his entrance studio style. And I want you to listen to this because it is very entertaining. It can be humorous for some and it can be very dark for some, but I think it's psychedelic. So before I get to my interview with Paul London, here is Never Too Young, Never Too Young to Die by Paul, covered by Paul London. Never too young to die 
It's so pretentious. Uh, yeah, talent makes a lot more sense to me than superstar. Well, you know, I would say superstar, um, but you know, you had that outfit on Lucha Underground, and you had an outfit tonight, <laughs> like big bodysuit type yeah. uh, Freddie Mercury thing. Yeah. So thank I would you. use superstar for that one. And honestly, your entrance was one of the funniest and grandest entrances of all time. You're never too young, man. You gotta make every moment. Is count. that a, is, is that actually a song? It is actually a song. It's from a movie of the same name, Never Too Young to Die, which will be released on Blu-ray soon. Please don't sue me, filmmakers. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a great movie starring John Stamos and Gene Simmons as the evil hermaphrodite. And, uh, wow. Robert England's got a little role in it. It's from like the late 80s, mm-hmm. but it's total cheese factor, uh, mistaken identity of a college kid who's posing as a spy. It's, it's, it's fun, but... 
the song is magical and it just resonated with me and I thought I should share it with the world. Is it cheesy like Mystery Science 3000? Yeah, it would probably be on that. It would probably been on that a few times. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, it's like the bodies get dumped over the cliff and they want to make sure that you know it's a dummy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I, mean? so. I do like stuff like that even though it's real, real cheesy. Like, you know, if I threw you over a cliff, but they'll cut it and then it'll be like this... Paul London, yeah, underground guy, yeah. with a bad wig. And You'd love it, over. man. You'd love it. It's uh, yeah, never too young to die. Um, and I just started. I don't know. I think I just kind of got this this itch to sing. Like I've been doing my more karaoke lately. If I don't sing Never Too Young to Die, then I'm singing Thunderball. It's another one of my favorite huh. go-to songs. Well, um, as far as my show Shy Lounge is concerned. I think you are maybe the third or fourth person from Lucha Underground. I, I'm not fat checking. Oh, that's terrific. That uh, that been on the show. Um, Thanks I, for supporting us too, by the way, and getting the word out to I, listeners and everything. That means a lot. I've been doing this since day one, and you know, I seen the gimmick before it came out, and it was like a Mad Hatter <laughs> white rabbit gimmick. And yeah. It, it confused me because not only your gimmick came out, but uh, random thought. This Matt Hatter, Alice in Wonderland came thing came out on Gotham this season. Oh yeah, I heard yeah. about that. I and it was all weird. Show, but I heard about that. Um, yeah, I, yeah I, it was in no way a comparison to that because technically we did our tapings before Gotham aired. Like, yeah, we did yeah. our stuff, and it was wrapped up by June. Um, and my particular character just really kind of started evolving because when they approached me about the Lucha, about the uh, Rabbit Tribe thing. I thought they were ridding me at first, um, but then I didn't quite know how to embrace a rabbit. I started thinking of like battle beasts and um, war warriors of virtue. Yeah. Remember that movie? Yeah, I remember vaguely. Like about fighting uh, kangaroos and pandas and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I just so it, we can't say that we hit a home run right off the bat because we we tried and it wasn't exactly what they were looking for. But then when they presented the we were thinking more Alice in Wonderland thing to me. Then, it, then it clicked. And you like, had oh, to have. That's, yeah, that's right up my alley. But like my my only stipulation was I need to have a cod piece. So I sent them. Like, yeah, that was weird to me. Yeah, that's the best part. Yeah, of the outfit. you had a cock piece. That's yeah, that's the best part of the outfit. Back in the olden days, a, a nice regal cod piece signified royalty and power and uh, protecting your nuts. And uh, I don't know, I. I I've come to learn that we as human beings harness a majority of our power in our crotch. Uh, like Joey Ryan. Well, no, not like Joey Ryan. I don't think his works at all. But like, um, <laughs> I mean, just like in a real spiritual, powerful way. There's a reason we call our crotches private parts because. We don't quite know how to embody the power that we harness in our crotch. But to be honest with you, that's where your power lies, is in your crotch. Whether you're a man or a woman, um, the power that you possess is in your crotch. And so I'll actually do a lot of thrusting exercises before a match. No, I'm not kidding you. I may think I'm full of crap, but I'm not. Like... Because you can get out a lot of nerves. Oh my God. You can get out a ton of nerves by doing thrusting exercises. Because if you think about it, what would be what would be the most shedding way for you to push somebody away? You don't push them with your hands because you're still protecting yourself. But to be really vulnerable, you'd push somebody away with your crotch. 
you, you thrust them away. So when you can really let out some powerful thrusts, you can really let out a lot of anxiety. I'm not kidding you. It's, it's, it, it can really ground you. I'm gonna actually do that on a full bus one day. Just use my crotch and push it, push I'm it away. Kidding. People. Yeah, I'll show you. It's a little thrust exercise. And we're in audio. And he's yeah, gonna... I know. We're gonna have to try it. You're not gonna be able to see this, but I'm thrusting hard. Pause. Yeah, you just so, do a couple so of these. Pause, so pause, Hold. <laughs> do a couple of these. And then you go. Now he's pushing. Now he's pushing it, and it's working. It's working. Pause. Yeah, now I got the working. blood flowing. I feel good now. I'm ready to rock again. Ready to wrestle. What again. is your name, by the way? Uh, it's my personal I, I, am, I am DM Galloway, also known as DJDX on YouTube, DJDX Animation. I've been on Grimm's Toy Show. That's right. He's my uh, filmmaker. Yeah. We, we uh, met in SWF Wrestling. Yes, we did with my buddy TJ Marconi, who's also in A Bird in the Shadow. <laughs> which is my man. <laughs> Uh, college the short film starring Paul Hunton. Thank you for the, uh, the plug. Good plug. Alright. <laughs> so, so, so that was the guy who was narrating Paul's crotch thrusting. Yes, it was. You and Bobby Brown are notorious for that. Bobby Brown's the man, dude. <laughs> That's not my prerogative. Yeah, yeah, you do what you want to do. That's right. <laughs> so, so let me get, let me get this here. Um, no humping around. There's plenty of humping around, I guess. It's oh, there is the humping power. around. I mean, it's more love on earth. Yeah, we don't want war. We want we want more humping. I think so. Well, safe so. humping. Yeah, safe yes, humping. Yes. Wrap it up. Just go humping your way around town. You don't know what's gonna end up in your mouth. <laughs> wow! Uh, just like just like the just like the uh, Will Ferrell line, I think we reached a new low. <laughs> so no, or a new high. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anybody got some weed? No, I'm just joking. Right? So I have an empty box of gum. Oh okay, empty box of gum. So um, okay, a lot of people know you from WWE. You were part of the. The uh, dubbed hooligans tag team with Brian Kendrick, or should yeah. I say, D. Brian Kendrick, um, which was longest reigning tag team champions of the SmackDown brand. Yeah. Um, and then also you uh, left. Uh, you know, a lot of people speculate. And I, I hate to be a news person. No, that's okay. A lot of people speculated that you were the guy who smiled at Vince McMahon before the apparent quote-unquote explosion in 2007. Well, they were people right said about that, that. I did smile before his explosion. Had I known he was actually going to go into an explosion and die, I would have smiled a lot bigger. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then people... Then people were saying that, that that calls for your demise and eventually calls for your release, which I didn't believe. Um, it didn't endear me to Vince anymore, I can say that. Okay. He already had me marked uh, for death, I think. Not like Titus O'Neil with the, uh, with the uh, grabbing. Um, no, whereas I think... Is he still under contract, right? Yeah, yeah, he still is. Yeah, he's a commodity. He's um, a funny guy. He's a real funny guy. Yeah, he, Vince is very fragile. Um, if you do anything to damage his ego or to make him think that he's vulnerable, he freaks out. And so I think eventually I was kind of tabbed um, because they were afraid of okay. what I was growing into, bringing to the table. Because I don't think they understood how to harness and how to foster my abilities. I know they did, for a fact, I know they didn't. Um, 
But, uh, but yeah, I think Vince is a really fragile individual. I think he's obviously very similar to Donald Trump. I'm feeling hot right now. There's an obvious reason that they're friends, you know what I mean? So, like... Well, yeah, I mean, Donald, um, the, the president, celebrity-in-chief, uh, I, I think he's much of an egotist uh, right now. Yeah, he's a celebrity-in-chief. Um, I never heard it that way, celebrity and chief. I didn't make it up, though. That's from the people. If only we could get a real chief to scalp that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, then again, Arnold Schwarzenegger sent out a burn uh, a couple months ago. Really? Yeah, he said that, uh, why don't I become president, and then everybody in America can sleep at night. Yeah. safely sleep at night. He put it on video. Awesome. Because so, he does the uh, Apprentice show now, and I think Donald ripped him one time. And he came, he came back. Yeah. Melissa Santos is on that show, isn't she? As like a secretary? I think so, and uh, she's a good friend of mine. I, I love cool. her. She's, this is sweetheart. She's very, very sweet. She's a workaholic, too. She is. Well, I actually trained her boyfriend, Brian Cage. I taught him pretty much everything he needs to know about bodybuilding. Um, you know, you can see there's obvious similarities in our physiques. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I... If you see it's Brian Cage guy. before he was training with me, you can see the difference uh, to when he, after he was training with me, you know, I really helped him put on some size mm -hmm. and really showed him about cutting and dieting and prep meals. Did you help him with the Terminator tap that he does in the ring? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm kidding. Brian's a phenomenal, phenomenal oh, yeah. talent. He's a freaking nature. I've only helped him very few times. I'm it was mostly to get him fat. I'm trying to get him uh, on my show because he does... He does a lot of comic books, and I seen Logan before he did, and now he's seen Logan, and he liked it, so he, he seen, does all that. Yeah, he's it's Wolverine. Have you seen his uh, He-Man movie? No. It's like, he's got some He-Man movie where he's wearing this terrible wig, but <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he's like the He-Man action figure style, because it's just muscles on top of muscles, but it's some, he's in some movie, uh, it's like a He-Man fan film or something like some great school movie. If it's on his IMDb, I'm going to go ahead and check it out. It might be. I don't know. But, um, you know, of course you in WWE now, you making the rounds in independence. And um, I have to give a shout out to my apprentice for trying to kick a door down, almost getting heat from you when he mentioned about your feud, which I don't I don't really want to talk about. Oh, yeah. No, don't worry about that. I have no feuds. I don't hate anybody. Well, this was years ago. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I try to just keep things in the past and look forward to new adventures and new opportunities. And, you know, you can't please everybody and you can't, you're not going to be friends with everybody, but that, that would make the world boring. And, you know. Well, I hope that feud is broken. So, uh, you know, kind of <laughs> cut off or whatever. It's been deleted. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So um, now you, you've been around the independence. You've been, uh, you faced, I, I think you've uh, seen a couple of guys out here at Warriors of Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, Colossal Mike Law, then Mr. Graham. Yeah. And then plus uh, you faced Mark House in the tag team match, yeah. which was great. You team with Homicide, team. which was weird because yeah. of two different styles. I have not been in the ring with Homicide in over 10 years. The last time we were in the ring together, the only time we were ever in the ring together was the Ring of Honor in Pittsburgh. Uh, within the first year of that company's existence. So okay. it's been well over almost 14, 15 years since I've been in the ring of homicide. How was it now? It was fine. I think, you know, obviously we didn't come out on top, but, you know. Hold up, you're talking about crotch thrusting and coming out on top. You know, we got to. Man, you were <laughs> turning this into a whole No, I know. Podcast. I'm just joking with you. No, I know. Those are usually my favorite subjects, actually. I'd rather talk about that than wrestling. You and uh, EC3 love dick jokes. Oh, who doesn't? 
Blue EC3 and I are an unofficial tag team. Did you know that? Really? What's it called? It's called Good Cop Rad Cop. Because <laughs> neither of us is bad, so we're Good Cop Rad Cop. But we're fighting. We're still feuding over who's who gets to be rad. It's oh. interchangeable. Well, I'll let him know because I'm going to see him next month. Please tell him that the rad cop misses the good cop. Okay. I'm going to put that out and there. That dick jokes never get old. He said it on Sam Roberts. He said it on Sam Roberts' show. I'm so him. so uh, you team with Homicide, and it's been a long time. Yeah, and he's a great talent, though, man. Homicide is from the streets. He gave me a bandana. I got to keep it. I think I still have it, actually. I'll, I'll wash it but before I wear it again. But it's, you know, because I sweat on it, I put some other weird fluids on it, don't worry about that. Um, but it's a white bandana, it really makes me feel like an outlaw, it's something I've always wanted to be in my life, maybe I'll rob a bank uh, when I go back home to Texas, the old west, I don't know, I'm going to find a saloon, maybe give me some, some scraps, and um, I have almost everything for that. Okay, and then I also put another point early on today was uh, a friend of mine is notorious for blasting you out the ring in 2005 Royal Rumble. Oh, man. Gene Snitsky. I ducked, I flipped ducked that clothesline and everyone thinks he killed me. But I, I'm just yeah, Gene's a, Gene's a monster who um, rearranged my head uh, on that clothesline. But, no, I like Gene a lot. I still have not tried his beef jerky. Which that sounded really terrible, but Gene is Gene's beef jerky. Gene has a he will he will he, turn that into a disgusting joke. I just did. He has a dehydrated like meat processor thing, right? Like some sort of. I know he has a, I know he has a crock pot now machine that he's he, in he crock does. Dane, I thought he had like beef jerky or something. Didn't he, Gene Snitsky? I thought he had like a beef jerky or a chili or something like that. That's from the little uh, pot that he does. Okay. The, the, um, I forget what it's called, but I'll, I'll I'll ask him about beef jerky tomorrow. Yeah, ask him. I thought it was beef jerky or sometimes it's like dehydrated meat. It might just be the crock pot or chili or something. But Gene's awesome, man. He's he's like the kind of guy you would hope to find in the woods. Okay. Oh my God. Just like that big scary figure. Yeah, just eating a deer raw. I, I would not put past uh, Gene on that. He's so full of randomness. And Loving the dearest feet. <laughs> oh, we're going to go back to that one? We're going to go back to the looking feet thing? He's got a hoof fetish. Oh, my God. Well, anyway, um, so you're from Texas? I am. I'm from Texas. Lone Star State of Mind. What part? I'm from Austin. Keep it weird. South by Southwest. South by Southwest, man. UT. Okay, I'm, I'm about to... Uni Gloria. I'm about to go down there for uh, Russell Circus. Oh, really? Russell Circus, man. I've heard of those guys. They don't have enough clowns, though, so it's not really a circus in my opinion. So, um... A circus needs more color, man. We need more clowns, more acrobats. So we, have plenty, we have plenty of acrobats there, but they don't have enough clowns. Wow. Wow. You are bringing more heat than JTG. Am I really? Yes, you are. And he made a book about it. JTG did? Yeah, damn, how did I get all this heat? He made two books. He made the books? Yes, he actually made books. It's like the pulp press and the binding? I think I think it's either a book or a digital book, but it's a book nonetheless. I had him on a radio show a couple years ago. I'm currently working on a braille book. <laughs> a braille book? Yeah, it's, it's for perverts only, though. A braille book? <laughs> <laughs> A braille book for perverts. I wonder how that is. I, I can't read it though. Yeah. Each page is just two dots. And 
not screwing each other. We'll keep this PG-13. No, that, hey, no, no, no. I, I, my guests can do whatever they want. Oh, you can well, say whatever case, they want. This big old dotted bit. <laughs> so anyway, um, Lucha Underground. You, you, uh, you. Um, how, how do you like that? You get to do more moves, just like uh, PJ Too Black. Too many Mexicans. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I love it. It's collaborative. It's healthy environment. They take care of us. Um, the only complaint I have is that we don't work enough. Yeah. So. So. So, who's your favorite guy that you like to work? Me. You. Yeah. Paul London versus Paul London. Nobody can jerk me off like I can. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, it's the best match you've ever done, <laughs> man. Skin and Max at 3 a.m. Paul London versus Paul London. That is horrible. In a shooting stars match, he shoots stars all over his face. No, You're shooting something else. That's what you're shooting. <laughs> um, I really like. Uh, I've. Well, I can't really give anything away, man. To be honest with you, there's plenty of season three still left. Okay. Um. Uh, May 31st. There... Is that when it's airing up again? That's what it says. Oh, terrific. Um, yeah, just stay tuned, you know what I mean? Stay tuned. Uh, I will say that our characters evolve with each match. Yeah. We, we discovered a little bit more about ourselves with each match. So, be patient. Be patient. It's a, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> okay, because okay, I got a lot of friends up there. Shane Strickland, Taya Valkyrie. Great people. Uh, John Morrison. Um, I just met uh, uh, Worldwide Underground member Jack Evans. Jack's great. Yeah, uh, that's super cool. And Mil Mortes. Which, um, Mil's amazing. Amazing. I was, I was afraid I was going to get killed by him. because He's intimidating. Because I was working with uh, Katrina at WrestleCon. Yeah. And... It's his woman. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was afraid of that. Phoenix, uh, one of my favorites, I think. Super nice guy. He's at Circus also. Wait a minute. Okay, now I think about it. You're the second guy I interview of Lucha Underground. Okay. So I can I can go with that then. I just know a lot of people from Lucha Underground. Yeah, no, that works, man. Like, it's it's the place to be, you know? Like, we're, we're really trying to get the name out there. We're trying to expand on everything that we're doing. We're trying to break new ground. This Netflix thing is a real huge step. Um, I'm pushing it all over. Yeah, thank you. Um, Spreading so, you know, it like mustard. Hey, man, mustard's better than ketchup. So, what is there an issue? Is you it, have an issue with oh that? Oh my gosh, really? Ketchup is mostly sugar. I know. It's, it's, it's so not. Racist. Well, you're so sweet. Every time I go somewhere, it's ketchup, ketchup, aspirin, mustard. They give me those crappy little packets. It's like, what do they call condiment? It's condiment. Condiment. Condiments. Uh, this is the discriminatory way for saying we don't want mustard in our store. We just give you packets that don't do anything. I, I do mustard. I mean, I'm a mustard enough, guy too. I do mustard on fries. I do mustard. Favorite of a mustard. BBQ scene. sauce. I like my buffalo sauce. Hey, 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 wait, 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 wait. I have people on social media that agrees with me that you don't put ketchup on hot dogs only. What? You don't put only ketchup on hot dogs. It goes good on hamburgers. Fries. Really? How dare you? Are you serious? Yes. No, I mean, if you put ketchup and other yeah. things on the hot dog. definitely a make. If you put ketchup on other things on the hot dog, it's cool, but not just ketchup. You know what is amazing? You know what's awesome with ketchup? Get out. You, get out. you know what's awesome with ketchup is scrambled eggs. Really? You mix it up with ketchup, yeah, it creates like a brain look to it. Like, when I was a kid, they were called brains. Like, we'd make scrambled eggs mixed with ketchup. And for those who are eating, just lost their appetite. No, they increased their appetite. Scrambled eggs. I eat egg whites anyway. With... Well, you can do it with ketchup and egg whites too. It makes it, give, it gives it that brain effect. And also, MVP taught me this. 
you can mix peanut butter, preferably crunchy peanut butter, in your oatmeal while it's still hot, and it stirs in so smooth and it's wonderful. It's called MVP oatmeal. Shout out to MVP for That's putting right. that out there. That's right. I'm going to I'm going to do that and put chocolate on it. You can do chocolate. Yeah. yeah. Crunchy peanut butter works the best though. Damn, I'm hungry. We are too, man. We're talking about this food. up. We're so, gonna yeah, go we eat in go. a diner. But anyways, throw out your links. Uh, There's not a whole lot of links. Just keep media. your eyes out for Bird in the Shadow. It's gonna be on uh, Amazon Prime soon, June 16th. And uh, if you're on social media, look up London Foo, L-O-N-D-O-N-F-U. Like, as in Kung Fu, not as in John Cena. Um, we don't talk about that. <laughs> who do you think taught Cena how to rap? That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I'll be listening to that part. At London Foo. I don't have a Facebook. And if I do, it's not me. Twitter, London Foo, and uh, Instagram, Instagram, London Foo. I follow you on both uh, platforms. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So, what, and if uh, you have a hot phone, you can dial 1 900. Hey, thank you. 1 900 A, thank you. 1 900 Hot Star. No, I don't know. That sounds terrible. You know what? I'm lining you up with Joey Ryan. You guys no. can be the Cock Brothers. No, man. Okay. He's got his own thing. He's yeah, got so his, do you. He's got his wife flipping people over with her vag and yeah. all sorts of weird things with the vag flip and the crotch flip. I'm not into that stuff, man. Well, I'm into using my garage for power. That's where the power lies. And I'm going to go ahead and do that in the later on uh, days in the future somewhere. Use my crotch for power. I'm telling you. After I get some food. Uh, That's the Paul, only thing a crotch is used for is power. <laughs> I got to tell my girls that. Uh, <laughs> girls. That's plural. <laughs> uh, Paul, thank you very much for the interview. My and I'm pleasure. Gonna, I'm going to get a little couple tidbits from you afterwards. That All sounds right. good. Thanks for having me. And see you down the rabbit hole. You know, originally this episode was going to be uh, titled Down the Rabbit Hole, but it sounded too sexual for some that would uh, take it if I told them that. I mean, down the rabbit hole could be anything like a uh, vag or a butthole or whatever. So um, I'm going to have to use a different title. Other than that, thank you very much, Paul London, for the interview. Uh, We've just been catching up with each other over time. Uh, again, he says never too young to die, just like the song. And I have to say after that interview, um, I'm going to admit I tried the pre-match, uh, ritual, or should I say pre-day ritual before I head out, uh, start my day with the crotch thrusting and, um, feel strange when you first do it, but you actually get that little groove in and it spikes up your system a bit, uh. I don't know why I'm saying this. I don't want kids to be doing crotch thrusts before high school and trying to uh, trying to freak people out at the uh, bus stop before they get on the school bus or whatever. So just like wrestling, uh, well, I wouldn't say just like wrestling, but more so this is something that you should try at home and by yourself. Don't be crotch thrusting in public because that makes you look like a perv or a pedo or whatever have you, depending on the age. Anyway, um, one thing I forgot about this is that uh, I never seen Never Too Young to Die, but I think I might watch it because I have a thing for 80s movies. I mean, I think a lot of 80s movies are all bad, mostly bad because of the uh, the effects and the animation and sometimes the writing. And this is a 55 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. This has my movie, The Last Dragon, beat. Um, so I might as well check that out. Um, hit me up on Twitter at sensational one, you know, to see how I like it. 
uh, pause or uh, on Facebook at official Shinblade. Um, a couple of notes that I have here, a special plug because Paul London also has a movie out called a bird in the shadows, which is coming out on Amazon on June 16th, 2017. Um, for right now, what I know is coming out on Amazon. I don't know about, about any other platforms, but I will be watching this movie, watching out for my man, Paul London. And also for one of my good, uh, wrestling friends, TJ Marconi who uh, I spent some time with him at autograph tables and, you know, watching him wrestle uh, him and his uh, woman, Brooke Danielle, a uh, very good looking couple. And plus TJ is one of the nicest guys uh, you will ever meet. Uh, the blue eyed uh, devil or monster or whatever you call him. He has really, really blue eyes, not to be staring at his eyes, but I see a lot of pictures of TJ Marconi online. Anyway, uh, bird in the shadows is done by, uh, DG Galloway who does, uh, DG DX official on I on Instagram and DG DX animation on Twitter. He does uh, a couple spots with Grimm's toy show out of New Jersey. Uh, another wrestler, a uh, guy who's very, very funny, uh, I catch his shows um, as far as his uh, YouTube, not his wrestling. Uh, I haven't been out to SWF in a while. So anyway, that movie's coming out. Let Shinblade know what you think. Let Paul London know at LondonFU on Instagram and on Twitter what you think about his movie, Burton in the Shadows, June 16th, 2017. And also, speaking of EC3, Ethan Carter III, he will be in the Bronx on May 6th, 2017 with Battle Club Pro, which uh, I, the Sensational, will be there. Hopefully, I can sit down with him since I had Paul London, since they did the good cop, rad cop thing. Uh, you know, kind of had that little connection. And not to be crude for uh, the not mature-minded listeners, but maybe I'll throw a couple of dick jokes at EC3. Um He's always been a swell guy. I've known the guy for about merely two years, and he's been a great success. Uh, awesome heel. He's he's such a dick as a heel, which I like. Um, and the whole nine. Also, um, rare moment. I caught him and Katrina from Lucha Underground, Leilani Perez, and I took a picture of both of them because they were an on-screen couple on WWE NXT. And, uh, I gotta say that is one good looking couple. I cannot top EC3. So, well, I don't want to top EC3, but, uh, he, he gets the notion. Anyway, um, great interview. We covered a lot, even though this interview was supposed to be randomness, you know, being the smiling guy before Vince McMahon quote unquote died in 2007. That was the day before Crispin Y, uh, uh, passed away or, you know, that whole news. And then before they blurred him out on TV for another seven, eight years or whatever. Um, we, we got through being the longest reigning SmackDown tag champs, the broken, the, the broken feud, which was Matt Hardy in 2010, which, which, which they went back and forth. Um, you know, something I heard in the news and, you know, I just wanted to clear it. So anyway, uh, many, many thanks to Paul London, um, let's see. Future dates. I already said Battle Club Pro. The 20th of uh, May, I will be in Richmond, Virginia uh, for the Mid-Atlantic Convention. Uh, my good friend, the Black Star Jack Cole, will be there. Uh, we'll be seeing a whole bunch of Mid-Atlantic legends as well as upcoming indie talent. So I'm glad to uh, 
I'm glad to see that, especially one of my uh, good friends, Samantha Starr, uh, making making waves down on the East Coast. But uh, other than that, I do have another weekend, another wild weekend I could tell you about. Uh, June 9th, I will be at MCW for Slam, uh, Slamboree for, for that date, uh, sponsored by Jimmy Seafood. Then the next day is a... Uh, is a I think it's a Legends of the Ring convention in New Jersey. In New Jersey, uh, so I'll be working up there and uh, doing photo ops for certain people. And then that night, I will be at SWF Wrestling covering uh, the main event, which features Alberto El Patron, Alberto Del Rio, in WWE versus Pentagon Zero M. L0M Pentagon Jr. from AAA Lucha Underground. So I will be there for that event. It also features Taya Valkyrie and the recently departed WWE uh, star Jack Swagger. So, um, oh, I forgot the next date. <laughs> I am getting flustered. So on the 11th, I'll be in Brooklyn, New York for uh, Tier 1 Wrestling. I think it's called Brooklyn, uh, you know, named after uh, Matt Riddle with the bro. Uh, it will feature him, ACH, uh, many other superstars to be, well, many other stars to be named for the show um, in, in tier one. So I'll be having another wild weekend. So if you want to catch the sensational one Saturday, Friday, I'll be in uh, Joppa, Maryland slash Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, Saturday, I will be in Atlantic City, New Jersey. And Sunday, I'll be in Brooklyn, New York. So another crazy weekend for me. Well, with that being said and being all flustered, thank you very much for those who have uh, been listening to Shy Lounge since day one. And thank you to, for those who just now tuning into Shy Lounge, listening to uh, the episodes. And I tell everybody this. If you like what you hear, please like subscribe and follow me facebook instagram and twitter and if you don't pass it to someone who will who knows you never know who's uh listening you never know who's gonna like you so i appreciate all my fans it's very much been a blessing again thank you for everybody thank you paul london thank you for the uh cover of that song as for me i am the sensational one shinblade and i'm out I want to, I want to.